Hi guys, how are you all doing? Hope you're having a great weekend. This is the Aggregate Score with myself, Elijah, and my co-host and my main guy, Ayot. How you doing, bro? I'm good, bro. How you been? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. First off, you know, guys, if you've been listening to this podcast for a little bit, we are moving, hopefully soon, in the next couple of days. I know we've been on mixed cloud for a bit, and not going to lie, that's a bit dead. I've been told from a couple of other people, Elijah, Ayot, why are you guys not on Spotify? Why are you not on Apple Music? So, guys, in the next couple of days, we will be. The good news is also I can officially announce is that we do have an Instagram page, which is the underscore aggregate. That's all one word, um, underscore score. So check us out. We've only just opened it up, so there's not content, but there will be this week. And yep. um, yeah, um, thanks guys for tuning in. We're going to get into it, as I always say. Let's get straight into it. Um, it was an interesting week. Obviously, the 18th of November, it was the NBA draft. And, you know, a lot of people were making phone calls. Um, little fun facts. I didn't actually tell you, I, but apparently all... Um, all players that were involved in the draft actually got a box which was filled with all the caps of all the teams in the league. Yeah. Just in case, because of, yeah. you know, <laughs> social distancing and stuff. Um, my other second interesting point is, I think this is the first time in NBA history that two brothers have been picked in a draft between one to three. So yeah. obviously... Top five was, picks, yeah. Yeah, it was Lonzo. Lonzo, he, he was in 2017, wasn't it? Yes, um, with the Lakers obviously picked him. Uh, Magic picked him, and then obviously, um, 2020, his brother goes um, as as third pick to the Hornets. Um, let, for us getting into it, obviously, we were discussing before we started the pod, but I actually thought, as I was telling you, I thought um, I keep getting their names wrong. Lamar, I thought, is it Lamar? Lamelo, <laughs> what an interesting thing. Lamelo, I mean, obviously. His dad's been taking him all around the world, like he's doing a world tour or something. He's played in uh, Australia, playing a couple of other places as well. Yeah, I personally thought he was going to go number one. I mean, I can see his strengths, definitely. Fantastic playmaker, as you can kind of see. Um, but it's one where some of his some of his um, weaknesses, you know, I've heard a lot of a lot of pundits talk about the his shot making ability, also just his shots in general. Um, that everyone thinks is a little bit weird, but um, who did you think that was gonna go? Who did you think was gonna go number one in this draft? Yeah, so like as we were discussing before, like this is one of those drafts where there there wasn't like a clear cut number one. Um, like obviously last year it was the Zion show, so everyone knew Zion was going number one, and that was it. That wasn't enough for debate. Um, but like yeah, this year it was just three guys that I thought could go number one. That everyone kind of all the pundits and all the analysts thought would go number one or could go number one. Um, but of those three, I did think the just it just really depended on on team fit, and I think for Minnesota, they've already got I guess their point guard of the future or point guard at least for the next few years mm-hmm. in D'Angelo. Yeah, um, and then they've already they've already got a big center in in um in um in Cat Carl Towns yeah Towns yeah. So for me, I think the fit that made sense for them was a, a, a combo guard who can shoot and like and can score and is quite athletic in which was Anthony Edwards in the end. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had a feeling he would go number one. Mm-hmm. Um, it really did. It really depended, basically, on how much they believe in D'Angelo Russell. Um, that would depend on if they if they pick Lamelo or not for me. Oh, and yeah, I think, sure. considering how much they've invested with him, like money wise, it made sense to sort of keep D'Angelo. And I, I, I didn't think they would draft um, Lamelo as well. So, yeah, I think I had a feeling that Anthony Edwards would go number one. 
but you just okay. never know, especially in a draft where you've got like a guy like James Wiseman who's like he's tall, he can shoot, he's athletic. Yeah. So that's a, that's the kind of guy you can package in a trade if you didn't, even if you don't want to keep him yourself, you could package him in a trade mm-hmm. and get something in return. But I think they thought maybe the best fit was to get someone who can play now, which is Anthony Edwards for them. So, yeah, I had a feeling he'd go number one, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was looking at it. I've, I've, it's just research, and it's always good to like watch videos and kind of find out. But the rumours were in the league that, I mean, the top three were all trying to ship that, obviously, trade pick, you know, that it was available, it was up for grabs. But obviously, um, as we said, there was no standout um candidate to be number one or someone that you absolutely had to have obviously yeah. you know every team has got gaps that are looking they're looking for pieces they're looking for players um yeah i think it, it made sense that the the top three it did for me obviously um if you go to golden state it probably makes a lot more sense now because obviously the news was of recent that it looks like um the second half of the splash brothers clay is going to be out again for another season yeah. Which is so sad after, you know, they they paid this guy. And now you're thinking, boy, one season out. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, you came with an Achilles. Now, second, looking like potential second season out. So, all right, cool. We still got to to give you the money. But we're trying to win now. I mean, you know, Curry's 33. Um, You've got Draymond there as well. Yeah. I mean, the window is closed. I'm not saying it's completely closed. I, I like the... I like the Wiseman Wiseman pick for them. It just makes sense, you know. Seven footer, big man. He looks like he 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 could come in and do a good job for them. So I mean, what do you think, though, bro? Because to be fair, I really did have Golden State coming at you guys, the Lakers, but played yeah, down. you were saying we said it a couple of weeks ago that you thought uh, they'd uh, they challenge in the West, but and the, and if they had both Splash Brothers, I'd I'd agree they would challenge, especially those two. You add you add Wiseman, then you add like a okay-ish Andrew Wiggins mm-hmm. and, like, and Draymond that would be a, a starter fire that could, that could contest but losing Clay was huge for them like he's yeah, done his Achilles I think on his right on his right leg yeah, um, yeah. so like it was left leg the first season now it's right leg this season so unfortunately he's going to take another whole year to, to rehab that but they're saying he can make a full recovery and obviously because like, his game isn't predicated on athleticism or like speed or yes like he's just a dead eye shooter so yeah, he'll yeah. be fine in that regard but like yeah it's unfortunate for them to lose him for the year I think they did well to pick up Kelly Oubre. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, that's true. He won't, he won't replace, like, Clay, but he'll he'll be an okay addition to the team and he'll mm-hmm. get out to the start of five, which is cool. Apparently, it's costing them, like, $80 million, though, to, mm. to bring in Kelly Oubre because his contract alone is, like, $17 million or whatever it is, or $18 million. Mm. But then because they'll be mm. over the luxury tax, it means they have to pay, like, an additional fee. And that fee is, that, that fine is, like, $80 million. So they're, they're investing a lot trying to win now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think they're in win now mood anymore just because of the fact that they've lost such a like a key shooter for them. But yeah. I think Steph is definitely like reinvigorated. He's ready to go again this year. I think Draymond has something to prove. I think Andrew Wiggins has something to prove. Mm-hmm. Luckily, James Wiseman doesn't have to be the guy straight away. So I think he can develop nicely for them as well. Um, mm-hmm. And they've still got like Steve Kerr and that whole coaching staff. So they'll be fine in that regard. I, I think they'll be a playoff team, just not like a... I don't think there'll be a top seed. I think maybe like a six, seven seed um, in the West, just because of how stacked the West is at the moment. But yeah, such a big loss for them. Yeah, man. I mean, as I was saying before, I just felt like Golden State were just in a in a fantastic place that, you know, there, were, there was options for them in terms of this draft. Obviously, they're number two. Maybe they could try and, you know, sell that, sell that out and try and see if they could, you know, the rumours were maybe Bradley Bill was going, but obviously Washington... Washington Washington, <laughs> Washington locked that down with them saying that you know Bradley Bill ain't going nowhere. 
okay, cool, fine. So you, you keep your player, you're, you're looking for Clay to come back, Curry's back, you know, obviously you can make a push. Him going down was a definite, like, I mean, it's a blow. They're going to make playoffs, but I mean, you're asking a lot from Curry. You're asking him to to pick up that slack. And yeah. It's, it's not really in his nature to, to, to carry them on his back like that. Yeah, and even just the nature of the league right now, like he can't do it all on his own. Like every other person who's like a star in a team has another guy that can help them out. Um, And he has to sort of rely on a couple guys who are not quite superstars, but they're good role players. So Mm -hmm. we'll we'll just have to see how it goes. I I think just the nature of how he plays as well, Curry can on any any given night go off for like 40, 50 points. But it's it's like because of the way the team is now constructed, he's going to be relied to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. And that might not be possible. But who knows? Maybe this is the MVP, another MVP year for him, and he just goes off and, and they do really well. But yeah, I think they're going to struggle a little bit and especially like to just get reacclimated to because they haven't played, some of them played in like almost, gosh, like almost like a year for some of them because they, they didn't make it to the bubble, obviously. So they haven't played for yeah, quite some time. For quite some time. You're absolutely right. I mean, going down, obviously, now number three to the Charlotte Hornets with. The mellow ball. I mean, yes. Obviously, it's uh, you know Michael Jordan's franchise, and I mean, just to play for Michael Jordan, obviously, is amazing. I'm not saying the Hornets are a great team. I mean, they rarely <laughs> make the playoffs anyway. But <laughs> we'll get into that in a little bit. I mean, it's it's good for him. Look, I mean, him and his brother, like you can definitely see that great passes. I've heard a lot of people say, and I'm not sure if I'm, I agree. I'm a bit fifty fifty on their passing, but. A lot of people say that Lamelo is maybe the better passer, but playmaking wise, definitely fantastic. He's got some expression in. Definitely going to be, you know, the face of that franchise. It depends. Yeah, I, like... I don't know whether they can they can make that kind of kind of push. A lot of teams, obviously, we're going to go into free free agency in a little while and discuss. But a lot of teams have got stronger. But good pick mm-hmm. for them, though. Good pick. What do you, what do you reckon about that one? Hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a. Because I, I don't think they were too sure on their like current point guards anyway. As in, they mm-hmm. have um, Terry Rozier, who's good, but he's not a superstar. Um, mm-hmm. They obviously have Devonte Graham, who had like, a great year last year. Um, but I think he can play a bit of the two as well, so they might have to switch him a little bit. But yeah, so Lamelo for them was, was is the one that made the most sense. He's the kind of guy that can, similar to a Zion last year. If it's unfortunate they haven't got like they're not selling tickets this year because obviously fans aren't really going to be in the stadiums. But if they yeah. were. Lamella's kind of box office, like he would sell, he'd sell out arenas because of just the big name he is. Yeah, um, like he's yeah. got something, something crazy, like five point something million followers on Instagram, which is more than most of the guys in the league. And he's not even in the league; he hasn't played a single game yet. So, um, yeah, he's definitely a, a solid passer. Like I see the creativity that he has in him, and that's just come from his his days in high school, just being free to do whatever he wants, like shoot like random shots from half court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that freedom. What where he's different from his brother is that he's somehow like he had a huge growth spurt, and now he's like six seven. Yeah. And for a point guard, he's not the fastest, but he's 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 nifty and he's quite shifty. Um, to be six seven is like a huge thing because he can look over defenders. Um, he can just see certain passes and just the nature of his creativity, he's able to get things off and play making quite a quite a special way. And they've got some guys around him who who might he be able to like sort of elevate his play and elevate their play. Um, yeah, Mars Bridges, I think, is a solid, solid guy. Um, they have uh, PJ Washington, who's good. And they just picked up, obviously, Gordon Hayward in free agency, mm-hmm. which I don't know if he's the same Gordon Hayward he was back a couple of years ago. But even if he's like remotely good, that's a good pickup for them. So, And they still got some guys on the team that they had from last year. So they should be OK. I mean, they're in the, in the East and the East is always a bit like 
you never know what's going to happen in the East. But I don't know if this makes them a playoff team, but I think it definitely makes them a bit of a better team. And I think they can grow towards the future, definitely, with the pieces that they have. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, I feel like like them, it'll be an interesting one. I want to see, obviously, what happens. Obviously, he's sign now. Let's see how the season goes, how well he can kind of jog. Maybe he can, le- he can learn some things from Jordan as well. Because I was watching the uh, first take and they were just saying that, you know, Jordan's record in the draft has been uh, pretty much trash. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, he was a sick player. Don't get me wrong. Like, awesome. But maybe he decided is maybe not his, uh, not his uh, best strength. But hey, you know, obviously they, they all um, took great players off. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to go a bit further down in the draft. And for me, the interesting one that I actually quite liked, I was impressed that New York actually... Um, did this was obviously um, topping going to um, to New York, which everyone is is. It, I mean, the, the news I'm hearing is that everyone is very very much excited. I mean, this guy yeah. just is start watching uh, YouTube reels or something with his slam dunk is crazy. That's what it is. Yeah, very athletic. You can jump out the gym. Um, it's a it's a good one for them, like just nostalgic wise, because like obviously he's from New York. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. I think his his dad was like a like a streetball player, quite well known, quite heralded. Mm. So. The fact that he's able to play for his hometown city and like give it his all, I think they kind of need that in New York because New York seems like they're obviously they're not a challenging team anymore, which is this is unfortunate because yeah, yeah. that's like the mecca of basketball, isn't it? Yeah, it is, but um, but like for them to at least have a player who you feel like will just give his all for the team mm-hmm. is a nice thing to add. They've already got some pieces that they picked up last year, like a RJ RJ uh, RJ Barrett, um, and they've got some other guys who maybe aren't fulfilling their potential to the like to the max, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a team that um, I think are going to obviously struggle next year as well. They'll probably have a top draft pick next year as well because they're just not that good. Yeah. But I think they can build with with Obi Toppin and RJ Barrett and like Kevin Knox and these guys. Um, and we'll see how they go. But yeah, Obi, I think Obi Toppin was a good pick for them, like just in terms of like the nostalgic and also just in terms of him just being a, a solid like athletic player who can who can play his position quite well. So that was a good one for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like, you know, obviously the draft itself... You know, the first, like, one to ten good players obviously went off and stuff. And, you you know, we're, not, we're now starting to see in the NBA more more players come um, come in internationally. Because, you know, yeah. we had, you know, we had Giannis, we had Joe Embiid, we had Ben Simmons, Don Chase as well. And then, obviously, in this one, we had the French guy, Killian Hayes. Yeah. Denny, I think his name is Denny. Avijo or something? Avijo, yeah. The um, the um guy from Israel who's looked Israel, who's yeah. pretty good as well. And I feel like that was a very good one for for the Washington Wizards. I think they they obviously that pick that pick of a player slid to them there. I thought actually he might go a bit early. Yeah, there was talk of him being a top top four top five pick. So the fact yeah. that he slid all the way to to nine is like is a, a big pick up for them. Honestly, definitely. I think it's uh it's just interesting. It, it gets so fantastic at this part of the year. Obviously, you know, we've had to wait a couple months for the draft to, ha- to happen. And, you know, now we're obviously there. A lot of teams obviously got got much, much more stronger. But I think what I'm going to jump onto next is obviously how the draft obviously impacts free agency. Because yeah. one thing I definitely want to get to and tell you, I'm not a very happy clipper, is how you took Harold off us. <laughs> obviously, you got him to sign a two or three year deal. Imagine fuming today. Option. I mean, yeah. Fubin, I'm not going to lie. He wasn't that good in the bubble. I get, you know, he lost someone in the family. I think it was his grandma or something. 
I think obviously so, yeah. that's not easy to come back from. But mate, when he's on job, that's an extra twenty off the bench. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I don't know what what's, what are you saying because I, I feel like you guys did us dirty, man. I think we did, and I'm very happy for it. Like any opportunity to weaken the Clippers and get stronger ourselves in the process is great. Um, like I don't know how we did it, but we somehow swindled that, and we got him away from you guys, and then we obviously traded for Dennis Schroeder as well, which is huge. So I know um, some big trades in like of, of this this current trade period. But yeah, like free agency has been a bit wild. Like I've just seen like some of the players that have gone to different teams. I'm just like, why would you go there? But I guess. Like it makes sense for certain people. Like OKC have just sort of, I guess they've given up on this season because like, <laughs> they, they they just traded everybody. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, just go. <laughs> yeah, essentially they got rid of everyone they used to have. I'm I'm sad that we lost Avery Bradley though. I think he's gone to the to the Heat. Sound like a two year deal with the Heat. Yeah, um, that I, I wish we'd hung on to him because he was really good in the early stage of the season. Obviously, he didn't play in the bubble because he chose not to attend. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's unfortunate that we lost him. Lost Rondo as well today. That one hurt me a little bit because I think playoff Rondo was just so key for us. Yeah, I surprised. Um, but to be fair, we kind of all had a had a view that he probably was going to go in it. Yeah, which is kind of why we went and traded for Dennis Schroeder as well because we had a feeling he might be leaving. Um, but yeah, some good some good deals, mate. We lost Dwight as well. Even though Dwight, I think Dwight tweeted that he was going to come back to the Lakers, and then the next okay. day he signs with the Sixers, which is weird, but. Ooh. I guess there was a bit of miscommunication, maybe because we because we got Montrez in. I think he maybe thought he was going to be the guy, and Montrez was the guy, and it was a bit of a confusion. Um, so yeah, that happened. We've uh, obviously picked up Wesley Matthews as well on a one year mm. deal. That was huge. I like Wesley Matthews. I think he's a solid role player. Um, so I think as for a Lake from a Lakers point of view, we've gotten stronger for sure. But yeah. did you guys pick up? Who did you guys pick up today? You guys picked up? Um, maybe we picked Sur- up Surge, Sur- and that's that's the one. That's my favorite. Out of I know we did other deals as well, and obviously. I feel like they've got us a little bit. But Serge, we've been looking for that kind of player. I mean, obviously, he's played with Kawhi before. I yeah. heard the rumours, and then this one, it was like, okay, me likey. I, I like this kind of thing. Obviously, he, he signed on a on a two-year deal, 19 million. Um, I think it's a good move. I think it's a good move. Obviously, yeah. I feel for the Clippers, we're, just, we're looking for experience, and we're looking for winners. And that's the thing yeah they're still talking of you guys doing a trade as well like there's there's so much rumors about you guys trading potentially for like a russ or one of these guys but I, yeah I, I you know what I'm, I'm happy you brought that the russ i, I don't know uh don't get me wrong i'm not saying russ is not a good player but i mean i don't think i don't think it works with your current two guys exactly. unless you trade trade away poor george i don't think it, it works with poor i don't george think it works and i think the mechanics he's kind of demeanor and the way i don't know if he's gonna that's going to sit very well with the guys. I think he's, I think he, you know, obviously everyone knows now it's not a secret anymore that James Harden and um, and Westbrook don't want to play together. Yeah, and they don't want to be in the same, they don't want to be in Houston, Houston anymore. They're trying to get out. <laughs> exactly, they're both trying to get out. Now, I mean, for for the Rockets, obviously it hurts to, for Westbrook to go, but I mean, to lose their star man, to maybe make Brook, like, obviously the rumours are he wants to definitely go Brooklyn. Now, if he goes Brooklyn... Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, the Lakers, you guys, you guys got problems because yeah, I think the league is done if he goes to Brooklyn. It's done for like I at mean, least a year or two. <laughs> if all of those three are, f- oh my days, mate, it's like the time when Thanos got the mate. That's what it'll be like. Yeah, KD like is anything. Back, you know what I'm saying? If KD is anything back to like what it was before, oh my days. Mm-hmm. Lord have mercy upon all of us in this league. Yeah, it would be dangerous if they somehow. I don't know whether they'd have to give away. They'd always, they'd always have to give up all their like good players, the good oh, role yeah. players like a Karis Levert and Spencer Dimwitty and like mm-hmm. Jared Allen. They'd all have to give them all up. But you you can build around those three with anything. I think you could put oh, yeah. literally guys off the bench with those guys, and it'd be dangerous. So 
yeah, it, it would suck if they got if they got Harden as well. I don't see the Rockets doing it, especially this year, because I think they just obviously recently got new ownership, not new ownership, mm. sorry, new management in terms of like a GM, um, a brand new head coach as well. So I don't think he wants his first move to be to get rid of James Harden and Russell Westbrook because he just like he probably like get fired within a year or two. Um, so yeah, that's unfortunate, but <laughs> it is it is interesting to see like just the landscape of the league and like how it's shifting a little bit. There was a time when people talk about the Rockets as like a potential like challenger in the West when they had like mm. James Harden and yeah, Chris yeah, Paul and, and these guys and they were building around those two, but now they're just like a team that's struggling and like clutching at straws. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how they do this year. Definitely, I think next I actually want to talk about because obviously you know that impacts of the free agency have been. You can definitely see players are moving here, there, and everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. trades are being won. But for me, it's about the people who are obviously signing, you know, getting their money and signing their, their longer deals. Obviously, the news was Donovan Mitchell signing a five-year deal, 195 mil extension. Yeah. Obviously, I think there was also about Fox as well, I do believe, if I'm just trying to check. I'm not yeah, sure how 100%. much he was, but it was either four or five years. Um, he's a two- I think he's five years, 163. Oh, nice. Well done, man. I like that. I think with those, obviously, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I mean, after seeing the bubble, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Donovan Mitchell. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy just shot the lights out. It was it, between him and Jamal Murray. I definitely enjoyed like playoff football. I was going to say playoff football. <laughs> Love. We're not there just yet, but playoff, um, no, not yet. playoff basketball. I mean, yeah, Mitchell, he, he deserves every, every, every cent of that, man. Yeah, I think he's he's their guy going forward. I think he's the centerpiece they want to build around. So I, I understand why they obviously had to offer it to him straight away just to get it. Get it. I, I think yeah, he likes it there in Utah and that kind of thing. So yes. I think it, it made the most sense for him to sign the extension for sure, for sure. Definitely. I mean, a couple, the... couple of other guys that signed huge deals. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Fred Van Vliet staying in, in Toronto. Oh, nice. A, a yeah, I saw that Toronto. as well, actually. Yeah. Signed for four years. So he's, he's collected the bag. Considering his story, the fact that he came from like the G League and worked his way up to being a, like a, a good role player on a, on a good team so mm. for him that's a big deal the yeah. one that shocked me the most a little bit was uh Danilo Gallinari ah, signing yeah, for three yeah. years 61 million to the Hawks which is like apparently that's the most ever given to a player who's not even made like a um like an all-star team or anything like that that's like the most right. money like the Hawks they're trying to win as well right now. <laughs> Basically, yeah, which is kind of wild considering like I, I guess they picked up they've, they've still got like Trey Trey Young who's on his rookie deal right now um, a couple of the young guys who were still on their rookie deals. So I guess that's why they, they got the money to give to Dinola. But add him to that team, I think they're a decent pros- like prospect in the, in the East as well. So they should be interesting. Definitely, the funniest I mean, one, though, Goran yeah. Drogic, apparently, uh, supposedly the rumour is that um, Jimmy Butler like texted him mm-hmm. and suggested physical violence if he, was, if he didn't resign with the Heat. No! <laughs> no! So he resigned as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good move for them as well. Very, very yeah, lucky. I, I thought it could have been interesting to see how, how you know, finals would have gone if he was still fit. Mm-hmm. But I for mean, sure. that's a big move for them. For him to be secured there, them to get him for another two years, um, I'm in, I'm impressed with that for them. That's good moves. Good moves for sure. But I'm trying to think because you know, I actually, I actually saw a post. You know, obviously teams that got stronger. CP3 now is obviously. Uh, he's obviously left as well, and he's gone to. Um, was, did he go to the Suns? Yeah. Very, very interesting. Very interesting. Because I'm thinking yeah. a lot of teams. What do you think about that deal? Anyway, talk me through your thinking. I, I think it. it it elevates them a little bit. They are a little bit stronger. They they left they left go gave away quite a bit to get him, but 
in terms of like their backcourt is now up there with like some of the best in the West for sure. Because mm. um, because like CP3 and and Devin Booker are like just crazy good. So those two together should be an interesting prospect. I don't know how. It, I think it's if I'm um, DeAndre Ayton, I'm really excited right now because now I've got a, a point guard who can like get me decent decent looks. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking if this is the year that DeAndre Ayton takes the next step and becomes a solid like All Star kind of kind of player, then they they've got a top three that like they could challenge with anyone in the West. So they are an interesting prospect. It really just depends for me personally on like the elevation of Ayton's play. Mm-hmm. Whether Devin Booker is still the same guy with CP3, or if he's any better with CP3, mm, you think true. you think with the way CP3 plays that he'd, he'd bring guys make around him, him yeah. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just makes sense. Um, and they've also got some guys on the bench who can who can come in and make make a bit of a difference. So yeah, I think they are an interesting prospect. I I, I can see them like a, like an eight seed in the in the West, okay. um, and challenging a little bit that way. But as I said, the West is just so stacked. Like you shouldn't even know what's going to happen. The Pelicans are there still, and they're in, in in the mix. They add, added uh, Stephen Adams from the OKC, so they're going to be interesting next year. Um, and a couple of other teams are really trying to make make that push to be playoffs teams this year. So. It's gonna be tough. Yeah, definitely. I mean, whew. it's you, you. You almost have to take a breather, like I just breathed just then. It's like a yeah. lot has happened in the last. I'll probably say the last. You know, last two three days, a lot of moves yeah. have been made, and I. I still feel as though, obviously, you guys as the Lakers still, you know, um, are the ones to beat. Obviously, teams have like um, they've closed the gap gap on you, but I feel. You, there's so much experience. You've re-signed a couple, like obviously some guys. That Montres Harrell, I mean, yeah, that one hurts. But I was <laughs> gonna have to, that really hurts. I mean, this morning when I saw it, I said, "God, really?" I mean, they're just really taking a mick now. Really, just it really hurts. But one which shocked me a lot was, you know, the the Bucks. They they got stronger, and then they were supposed to get stronger again. And now, obviously, the rumor is that the Bogdan deal didn't actually go through. So he's now going into free agency, which, I mean, do you think with the players that the Bucks are trying to get in, do you think it's going to be enough for, for Giannis to stay? Or do you think, you know, it will be <laughs> bye-bye in free agency? Mm, that's a tough one. Only time will tell, really. Like, with him, they've obviously, adding Drew Holiday was huge. Mm-hmm. I think he's the point guard that he could he could really use. Giannis I like him, really yeah. Use. I think it's a good move for, him, for them as well. Yeah, I think they need to just see what happens with Chris Middleton. If Chris Middleton makes that step up and becomes the, the solid second option that they need, mm. then like maybe Giannis could stick around. But if he's the same player he was last year, and maybe the maybe Drew Holiday is just just as good as he can be, but like is not really helping too much, mm-hmm. then yeah, I don't know if it's enough to keep Giannis around. But as I said, I think we said a couple a couple of episodes ago that we just I just think he's so loyal at the moment because of the fact that they picked him with what I think the fifteenth pick or whatever it was in that draft, mm. um, and he's worked his way up to being like a two time MVP. I think he's just kind of that, that loyal guy that he'd stick around, even though like he's not all best for his career in terms of winning championships. But yeah, we're gonna have to see how it goes. I think we're, if the team, as presently constructed, they're good in the East, but I don't know if they can challenge for a title. So it's gonna be tough. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting nonetheless. I mean, yeah, I thought, I thought, like, I was like, whoa, if he actually goes, like, <laughs> could be a bit intriguing here. But well. It, it's going to be interesting to see. I think they're going to need to get closer. For me, you know, the way they went out to the heat, it didn't feel so good. You know, no. Giannis was obviously, it, I always feel sometimes their players a lot like, give it to Giannis, he'll do some kind of magic. Obviously, they, yeah. <laughs> obviously, yeah, they've now clocked 
he might not be able to do it all himself. He's going to need some some help around him. I mean, the holiday thing trade, I, I, I love a lot. I like him as a player a lot anyway. I think he's very, very underrated. And um, we'll definitely give them a boost. But yeah. if they can make that happen, I don't know. If they could, that if he gets them closer there, they just need to secure and make sure that Giannis gets paid and he stays. He goes somewhere else. I mean, obviously, you guys, they've been trying to get them. They were hoping that Middleton will become that solid number two, as I think we kind of discussed a couple of weeks ago back as well. But it never really worked out in the bubble. He never really took off and, and gave them that other option. So, yeah. There's a chance he's just a number, like he maybe he's just good enough to be a number three, and then mm. they need to find someone else to add mm. in. Um, so that's I think it's just it's going to be interesting to see if they can get that Bogdan deal, as you said. I think it's going to be that will help them elevate a little bit and push closer, further away from the rest of the pack in the East. Definitely, definitely, guys. I hope you enjoyed that segment because we really went in on the NBA, <laughs> we really threw it in there, <laughs> and obviously we're just going to lastly talk about. Um, Lastly, talk about football. Obviously, we've got a little bit about American football as well. But with the football, it's interesting enough. You know, as for Liverpool, forever losing defenders. Uh, just giving Gosh. everyone a little... Uh, <laughs> a little. I'd love to give a list, but let me go for it. Gomez, yep. out. Trent, out. Van Dijk, out. But the rumour this week, which was very interesting, which actually Klopp confirmed, was that Van Dijk is back doing light training. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up, hold on, hold up. Didn't I tear his ACL or whatever it was? I was like, <laughs> excuse me. It's like, yeah, he's he's he, he was very quick. I thought, mate, living miracle. Obviously, miracle <laughs> for me, no rushing. But what do you do? You see that? What, what I mean, what are you feeling right now? Because I know for me, I've got excitement, but a little bit of caution as well. Yeah, I'm excited, but I'm scared by the concept because in my mind, he was out for the whole season. Exactly, that, that was ACL. I thought he was done for the whole year, you know. Um, if we can get him back sometime like next calendar year in terms of like February, March time, mm-hmm. fantastic. Because then that's, that's when we're really making the push for like some of the cups and especially in the league as well. So that would be great. Uh, I still think in January we need to buy at least like two defenders though, just oh, to like absolutely. really show up our defense. Because yeah, yeah. right now, who we got just Matip <laughs> and like so Nate Turner. So if I Turner. tell you about the, um, the lineup today, because obviously we've got Leicester tonight, which is also a tricky one, we'll, we'll briefly discuss. Uh, back yeah. line, Robertson, thank God he's fit. Massive yeah. is actually fit and Fabinho comes back, which oh, I'm fantastic. I'm very happy about because I'm like, wow, Matip plays a second game. Thank God for that. And actually, <laughs> interesting enough, Milner right back. They've resisted going with Nico Williams and they've gone yeah. for, for Milner. Now, if we look at the rest of the squad, oh gosh, thank goodness this guy's back playing. Cater, you know, is back. Then it's Romaldum yeah. in the middle, and to be honest, I can't lie. International duty for Netherlands, he was he was fantastic. These uh, this last week and a bit, and then obviously Jones, and then it's Jota, Firmino, and Mane um, against Leicester. We're obviously looking quite well, but I still think we could edge it. Um, be very happy if we would even, I mean, to take a point because we're we're down at the moment, like like down down. But I think it was good to get the point of Man City. What are your thinkings for the game? Because obviously. This is a Leicester side playing very well. Uh, yeah, they're yeah, a very confident good. side right now. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, we're just we're just really like we're really beat up. Like <laughs> everyone's injured. Salah's got COVID. Like it's just all a messy situation. Yeah. So I think anything more than obviously like a draw would be um, ideal. I actually think. Well, are we at home or away? We're oh, at home, honest, you know. Now, do you know what? To yeah, be honest, without really... fans, doesn't even but matter right this, now. This is the thing. If we were at home. 
I'd be telling you like, yeah, two one ish. We could we could definitely Yeah, I'd be comfortable for a home for sure. Yeah, but now I think I think I'll be happy with a two two or Klopp might have to go old school Liverpool. We might have to play like how we used to play it when it was like, you know, five threes, four twos. Yeah, you know, three do, a bit twos, of a, just, do a bit of a Leeds United and just, just go for it. <laughs> might have to. I think, it, to to be fair, the man who is crucial for me today is, def- I think I'd probably say two or three players. Mane, definitely, he's got to bring his AA plus game today. We need mm-hmm. a massive, usually he does anyway, but we need a big one. Obviously, yeah. Salah being out. But, you know, it might be interesting enough because... Yeah, Salah's a good player, but sometimes he's got that selfishness. Maybe Jota can give us that because Jota obviously has been playing well um, before, been scoring goals. And for me, I think he's he's definitely a threat as well. Um, Matip, he's got to be on it today. He's definitely yeah, got, there's no, no he just needs to survive there. the 90 minutes. I don't want to hear none of this. I hurt my ankle. It's like, bro, take a sense you being or something. If, if you guys don't know what sense you being, that's from Dragon Ball Z that will replenish your health. But I mean, like he needs to stay. We've got after this game, there'll be ten games until until uh, January transfer. Yeah, we need him for at least six, maybe even. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big ask for Matip. Going consecutive back to back games is is tricky. But um, I like your viewing. I think we'll. He's, think he scares me there. I feel like he's gonna pull a hammy trying to chase like Jamie Vardy today. Like I don't know. <laughs> It's a tricky one because, to be fair, I feel like Klopp's, Klopp could have gone Nico, but I think he knows it's a big game. Just having mm-hmm. Milner's presence there will definitely help. Plus, there's no Henderson as well. You definitely need a big leader on the field. Yeah. It's a blow. We're losing players at the moment. It's a tricky time. I think what we have to do really at the moment, we've just got to hang around there until we can get re- like reinforcements in. I'm not complaining about the situation we're in. It happens, but um, yeah. it's a difficult one. For sure, for sure. This is our, I think this is the first time I really, I really ex- I remember experiencing this kind of like injury blow that we've had. Yeah, uh, we've had we've had injuries in the past, but it's always mm-hmm. been like maybe one or two players who then have like other players, other players have come in and replaced them, and it's been fine. Mm-hmm. But now we're losing like two or three in each in each like yeah. department: defenders, midfielders, and strikers. And it's like Painful. it's a hard one to watch. But yeah, as you said, I think if we can just stick in and around it, um, especially like what we've been doing in the league right now. I think what we're at right now, like second, third, whatever it is. I think we're third. Um, yeah. Yeah, so if we can stay in around the mix, get to like January, February time, everyone's back fully fit, in the flow of things, playing on form. I I don't see any any problems with us then going forward, but it's just having to get to that point is going to be very interesting. So, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. I think we just need to grind it out, really. And it's gonna. I feel like that's what, it seems like watching games, that's what we are right now. We're just grinding just every, every result out. Yeah, and just to, to jump off from what you said as well, it's definitely one now where, um, yeah, just, just do what needs to just do what needs to be done. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, just try and get the win if we can, any way we can. Even if it's coming off a knee, off an ankle, off the eye. If it's coming off the eye, mm-hmm. just go for it. <laughs> I mean, I'll take anything right now. But um, in terms of the state of the Premiership, it's definitely one where you know, because of the na- nature of Corona and stuff like that, it's a bit harder to obviously call who's going to win it. Um, as we, I think we talked about it in a couple of weeks before. For me. Uh, Fulham are definitely, I mean, they're, I don't want to say they're down, anything's possible, but I mean, today again, another one of their players missing uh, a penalty, and this was worse. It was, he kicked the ball onto it, so he was hit with his right, and I think it came off his left. <laughs> I was like, oh, what gosh. is... I, did, I haven't seen it yet, I'd like to watch the rest Wait, of the day tonight, see, see what it looks like. 
it's a tricky it's it's not even a tricky it's just you know what just literally can they just have the goal instead of the penalty yeah it's that i mean it was just watching it was so bad obviously they pulled one back so it was three two that was i think it was uh loftus cheek obviously damage had been done in the first half they were just at sixes and sevens obviously calvert lewin we know he is he is the main man he's proved that as well at the moment right now yeah he's on fire (laughs) Yeah, he's definitely on fire. I mean, it's fantastic. So I had a little bit of a someone just coming there on the pod. Forgive me, guys. That's cool. But um, <laughs> he's on fire. And to be honest, uh, England duty, we won't get into English internationals because I'm not going to lie, international football, just watching England, it's just painful and boring. But hey, for another time. But definitely you can tell Calvert Lewin's on it. Um, yeah. Everton deserved the win, probably, because of a great first half. Um and then again, uh, talking about another team to go down, Sheffield United, it is confirmed today. They are definitely having second season syndrome. People mm-hmm. are clocking them out. It's not that they're playing bad. They just can't seem to get the wins. And obviously the money that's been spent, it's been, I mean, they bought Brewster from us, for, I think it was about 23 mil. Now, 20-something, yeah. It's not going to lie. I'm happy we got a buyback because he's definitely got potential. But this side is not doing well. At all, at nah, all. it's like they've gone away from what they what they were good at, which was the grindy, like the gritty kind of defending that mm-hmm. kind of style. Um, and it's just not working right now. Like they're not, they can't score goals, which is which is tough enough. But then they, yeah, they're like, they just look leaky. Like people are just just figuring them out, as you said. Yeah. And and um, like West Ham are a team that were playing quite well anyway. So it's unfortunate mm-hmm. they came against them today. But yeah, they're one that I think they need to be a bit weary right now because they're I think Fulham were going down regardless just because of the nature of like how the team is set up I don't think they have enough players yeah. to really like challenge but yeah Sheffield United are like one of those teams that could have that second season second season like dip unfortunately yeah. I mean looking at if we look at the bottom of the table I mean even though Fulham lost today they got their 17th with four West Brom another team just struggling haven't won in the premiership just yet they're, they've got three points a minus twelve goal difference. I mean, oh gosh. Then look at mm. then you're looking at Burnley's is even worse. Obviously, no wins in the Prem. And they've got they they've only played they've played seven. Played seven games, obviously come away with two points. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Two games in hand by Sheffield United. I mean, no victories yet. Minus eleven goal difference. Only drawn one game, one point to their name. Oh, yeah, dear. It's, it's difficult. <laughs> and we're not not saying it's not possible, but mate. You need to have a decent start to keep you away from this, uh, these relegation places. I mean, obviously, you've got the the Newcastles, the Brightons of the world who are slightly up. I mean, Leeds at 14th place. You, you think that should be all right. They're going to have games think, where they... Yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be fine. I mean, if we go further up, the league is very interesting. You know, Spurs beating Man City was a, ma- a massive talk of the weekend. I mean, everyone was saying that, you know, signing with Mourinho was like uh, doing a deal with the devil. <laughs> but um, somehow he's got them six wins, two draws, one yeah. loss. They're sitting at twenty. What do you think? Do you think that they could definitely challenge for the title because it's going to be an interesting one this season? 
So I don't know. Did you watch that um that Spurs All or Nothing thing on Amazon? Yeah, Prime? I watched some of it. <laughs> yeah. So like watching Mourinho come in and like just change the team a little bit, like I could see there was a shift in like mentality because mm-hmm. Spurs have always just been like a very mediocre team. Like they got some good players. Obviously, I think Harry Kane is a superstar, mm-hmm. but like they've had just just like they've always just been in and around it and never quite always the bridesmaid, never the bride, basically. Um, <laughs> and I think under under Mourinho, that could be the shift that they need to like potentially challenge. I don't know if it's. I think if any Arsenal fans will tell you that it's Spurs at the end of the day, so they probably will end up just like struggling at the end of the season and end up like fifth, Arsenal will finish fourth or something stupid like that and it will happen. But um, I think think this might be the year. I think I like some of the signings they made. Mm -hmm. I don't think they spent crazy money, but the money they spent was in places where they needed like reinforcements. Yeah, of course. Um, So they should be okay. And I I do just think with, with Harry Kane at like up front, I think they've just got like a. I I was always like on the fence with Harry Kane. I always thought like, is he good or is he just good for an English striker? Mm. But then I've seen him play recently. I'm like, no, this guy's actually amazing. Like, I think he's world class. Um, and I think Son is very good as well. So like those two going forward, they're fine. Their defense still needs a bit of help. I think a little bit. Mm, but yeah. they've got a world class goalkeeper in Loris. Um, and they strengthen the midfield. I think Hoiberg was a good signing for them as well. So they'll they'll be okay. I don't know if they'll finish top of the league. I still think. I think once the dust settles on this year, I think it's just so much is going on with COVID and all this and stuff, stuff like that. Yeah, it's hard to call. I it. think once the dust settles, we'll be okay. I think we'll be up there. I do for some reason. I just see like Chelsea being up there for some reason. I don't know why. Mm. Um, they're playing really well on the Frank Lampard right now, and their signings are really making sense. They're they're starting to gel. Oh, um, yeah. But I, I don't know if Spurs just have it on in them to go all the way. I think maybe because it's their first season, really being like in amongst the mix of it in quite some time. Um, we'll see how it goes, but like it's going to be interesting. I think I think they're definitely challenging for top four this year for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. I think just to just to kind of end and sum up everything, you're absolutely right. It's been a difficult year, but um, Spurs have, have started well and and sticked around the pack. Obviously, Man City. I can't lie that for them, it, probably the best news this week was the fact that Pep obviously signed. Uh, you know, signed a new deal. Looks like it's for mm. two years. We'll see how that kind of goes because. I'm still sneakily thinking that he might still go back to, might still go back to uh, Barcelona. But he said no. You never yeah. know. I think it's, it was just for the show. I think I think that was just to maybe give a bit of confidence to the fans. But I do mm. see like if because Barcelona aren't having the greatest season right now. I mean, obviously they only just brought in um Cumin. Yeah, exactly. Um, so depending on how that goes, like it, at the end of the day, I think Barcelona's in his heart. So if he has to, if he does want to go back, I think it's still on the cards. To be honest with you. Yeah, I think that too. But, it's a shock to see how they started the season, though, to be honest with you. A team of that quality, like to be only, only like 13th right now, even though we're only eight games in, eight, eight, nine games in, it's still a bit like, ah, should they be worried? I don't know. It's just, it's just, I mean, for me, it's a shock and it's not a shock. They're kind of in a little bit slight of a rebuilding phase. Obviously, if you've mm-hmm. got Messi, there's no, I mean, we're in November now, no talks of there being any new deals. So for me, I still think he obviously wants that move. Um, mm. Does he want to come to a side Man City who are now currently 13th? Obviously, that looks bad. But one thing I have to say with um, with um, that is Man City can always kind of turn it around. You'd expect them to turn it around. It's just obviously been difficult for them. But um, still backing on, on Liverpool, still backing on us being around there. Hopefully, fingers tro- crossed and another trophy. But, you know, yeah. you know, funny enough, actually, just to end it on this note, uh, today, guys, if you were expecting American football, please tune in next week. We'll make sure it's jam packed. But um, yes, <laughs> it's going to be an interesting season football, especially I think not just in leagues, but um, in Champions Leagues as well. 
think there's going to be a, a couple of shocks on the mm-hmm. cards as things go through. But yeah, people are just obviously we've never even done a full season with no fans. You know, the rumours is that maybe around, maybe I think in the new year, you know, in our league, maybe. But obviously in the German league, they've had some fans back, which has been been nice to see, actually, when you watch German football and you see a couple of fans, they're like, raw. that's what yeah. it actually looks like. I'm so used to seeing empty seats. Right, and hearing that artificial sound. like <laughs> Yeah, like, Wah! you know, so, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but thanks, guys, for listening. I hope you um, continue to listen to us every week or every week and a half um you've been joined with myself elijah and i and yeah have a great week and tell your friends to tell your friends to tell your friends to listen to their aggregate score take care yeah indeed peace